Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, yo, 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 this is the L-Train, and this is the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 135. Dude, what's up? I hope each and every one of you are doing fantastic this week, man. Uh, dude, and by the way, after that uh, intro, powerslam.tv, get your free 30-day trial. Use your promo code BFPWFREE, that's BFPW, which stands for Bigfoot Pro Wrestling, BFPW. F-R-E-E, which stands for free. B-F-P-W-F-R-E-E. Get your free 30-day trial. Watch PCW Ultra Bar Wrestling. Tons and tons of more content all over there. And, of course, all the Defy Nows. And check it out. Anyway, man, it's been a great weekend. Uh, just real quick, want to send a happy birthday to my father-in-law. It was his 70th, 70th birthday. My main man, Colin, and uh, man, happy birthday, my man, and uh, was in great time coming over, spending the day with you. Dude, we went over to Cleelum uh, on uh, on Sunday when his party was, same day as the Seahawks, same day I was supposed to do a um, this very podcast that I recorded with uh, my guests that are coming up and uh, made it all happen, cruised over to Cleelum in the morning and um, set up my equipment. Did the podcast, watched the Seahawks, celebrated the 70th birthday. So anyway, uh, big shout out to Colin. Happy 70th birthday. And also congratulations to the Seahawks who pulled out their fifth win, man, after being down 20-6 to early in this game. Can you believe it? Dude, they pull it out. Russell Wilson looks like an MVP so far. You know, his line was missing a couple of guys. They weren't blocking that well. wasn't the worst blocking I've ever seen, I'll tell you that, in the last so many years. But, uh, you know, and he ran for that touchdown. He threw for a couple more. And, uh, dude, just looking good. Uh, too bad we're going to miss uh, Will Disley, I think. I think he just uh, he got banged up. Uh, sounds like an Achilles. Hopefully he's not going to be out the rest of the year. We could really use that guy. Plus, pulling for him, he's a Husky, and he was already out. Just about all of last year. I think he got hurt in the first or second game uh, of last year, man. But uh, good luck, Hawks. And I think we got the Ravens next. And speaking of the Seahawks, man, I just wanted to address it real quick. I started a podcast called The Hawks Huddle. Got four episodes in. Actually recorded the fifth episode, which completely disappeared uh, from my recorder when I went to edit it. Don't know what happened. Amateur shit, really, right? You know. But no, I, I don't know what happened. I recorded it. I looked at the recorder because I always check the time. You can't hear the other person on the other end, and at least you've hit it once. So I was hearing person, plus I could see the time on the uh, the equipment going. So I do not know what happened. And um, and I don't know, man. Ever since I started that podcast, life has just been a little too busy with this kind of, this time of year. And uh, so that podcast is going to be put on a hiatus for now. Who knows? I could bring it back someday, but probably not this year going to now focus on life, family, work, and the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast, man. And uh, what I want to send a big shout out to is uh, Lawrence, man, at the LP train on Twitter. He was the co-host, man. I brought him in. He was fabulous each and every week. You know, we didn't always agree on the on the same things, and that was really fun. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, me and him will talk again soon, whether it's on a uh, 
his podcast or my podcast, the uh, People's L Pod or the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast. And uh, just want to send another shout out to Lawrence. Thank you so much for uh, jumping in there with me, even though we kind of just kind of flew by the by our pants or however you say it, flew by the skin of your ass or I don't know what the hell they call it. Anyway, man, thank you so much. And I'm sorry I couldn't make it happen. Just too busy with life. Uh, you know, watching football, family, doing all the wrestling stuff. And, uh, you know, it's getting to the holidays right now. And, uh, so anyway, the end of the, uh, Bigfoot, no, not the end of the Bigfoot, the end of the Hawks huddle for now. And that means the Bigfoot pro wrestling will come back to a weekly show every single Tuesday. And, uh, I'm pretty happy about that. Let me, uh, concentrate on what I love what I know, professional wrestling, and, uh, dude, each and every week, each and every Tuesday, we'll be dropping another show for you, and, dude, we had some uh, great feedback on the last uh, so many shows. We only did, I think, two shows in uh, September. <clears throat> the first one was uh, episode 131 with uh, Jorge, but he said I can call him George from uh, Lariat Bar. Dude, I think they met their goal um, that they were trying to reach on, um, oh gosh, uh, what do you call it? The, the GoFundMe account. Thank you. And, uh, so I can't wait to see what happens over there in white center, which is just South of Seattle. It's really been built up since the day. So people white center downtown is up and coming. There's breweries, there's a uh, zippy burgers over there and soon to come Lariat bar. Cannot wait for that. Congratulations to the folks at Larry Bar and uh, Jorge, my man, George. And now the other episode, or on that same episode, Max and then Cool Dad Chris Ross talking about the Without a Cause show from last month, the September 15th Ego, which was a fantastic show from what I hear. It will be dropping soon on the independentwrestling.tv. Uh, I think, you, can, you know, it's a website and you can get the app, uh, if you go follow Without a Cause on one of their social medias, I'm pretty sure you can find a uh, promo code. We'll get you some kind of a free trial. And uh, you can watch the other Without a Cause shows on there and um, a whole lot of more on there. So, And also, like I said, I think that uh, last Without a Cause show from uh, September 15th soon will be dropping up on there. And then uh, the show I did with uh, Jet Knight, really great feedback on that one. Really, really great. Great guy, great up-and-coming Northwest wrestler. Uh, is going to be uh, on the uh, Defy show this coming uh, Saturday night at Washington Hall. So congratulations to him. And then uh, last week, the one and only uh, classic Cody Chun. And we kind of went over his uh, Defy matches from the last year or so or whatever it was and then talked his upcoming uh, appearance that he's going to have at PC Dub Ultra in the Young Guns Tournament, so uh, congratulations to Cody, and thank all those guys for uh, giving their time, really some really good podcasts there, and uh, speaking of Defy, great weekend coming up of wrestling, man, first, uh, well not first, but on Saturday night, Defy, it's going to be Schaff versus Tom Lawler for the uh, Defy Heavyweight Championship, uh, Douglas James versus Jet Knight, who I was just talking about, uh, we're going to see Mike Santiago in a street fight, uh, Fatu, Amazing Red, um, man, Randy Myers is going to be hosting this and, uh, all kinds of stuff on there. Go over to, uh, defywrestling.com, find your tickets and, uh, check out what's, uh, what else is going on in that card. And then the Friday night, uh, before that, um, three to one battle at the Evolve Fitness Gym, the battle palace, if you will, um, horror business, man. Pitfall Jones putting the uh, the belt up, the solid steel, solid steel championship against uh, Desi Derrada, if I'm saying her last name is. I think I got that right. Rook Kelly taking on the bird for the uh, Seattle Underground Championship. Alex Zane is going to be in this car taking on Daniel Maccabe. I mean, you're going to get B-Boy, Legion of Gloom on this, the Black Sheep, Dave Turner, Mr. Fitness, Hello, Mo, three, two, one, talent. Uh, check it out, man. I don't think, even think they got any tickets left, other than uh, you know you got to stand in line and get your tickets on uh, on um, 
Friday night, so you better get in line early, grab those tickets. If you if you can't get in, you better head home quit, quick, pull it up on uh, Twitch and uh, check it out. And also on that Friday night, Prestige Wrestling, Richland, Washington. Dude, let me just pull up my Facebook here. This looks like a uh, one hell of a card here. I think they got it all pulled up in here. Let me just pull it up here real quick. Filthy Tom Lawler taking on Tyler Bateman. Carlito's coming in, former WWE superstar against the devil himself. Drexel, Sue Young, Von Slasher. Dude, all kinds of stuff coming up. Uh, four Minutes of Heat versus Funny Bone and the uh, Roses. Beef, Elliot Tyler taking on Santiago. And uh, tons more on that one, man. And get your tickets over there at uh, Everbright. And uh, also, the weekend after that, uh, the 26th, Getting close to Halloween, Lucha Libre Volcanica, a very Lucha Halloween. Dude, can't wait to see what the card is on that. Tickets at the door. You got to line up a little bit early, get your seats, get your tickets, and just have a blast. Uh, and then um, the night after that, Sunday, October 27th, without a cause, year one, Chris Bay versus Hammerstone for the championship, Makabe versus Tony Deppen, Dirty Andy Dalton, Jessica Havoc, and also four minutes at heat versus the strays and much more and by the way i didn't mean dirty andy dalton versus jessica havoc just they're on the card brownpapertickets.com and uh dude before we end this podcast don't forget my friends over at nacho mamas seattle.com serving up the nachos hot and fresh every week just want to tell them how much we appreciate them they've been with us for a long, long time, dude. Gourmet nachos, man. And uh, let me tell you something. They always serve them with the best brews, the best tap houses in the greater Seattle area. This coming week, starting tomorrow night, Wednesday, October 16th, Black Raven Brewing, Redmond from 4 to 8. Friday, October 18th, Ounces Tap Room in West Seattle, 5 to 9. Saturday, 10 19, woo, no boat brewing, and Snoqualmie, 12 to 8, and then Sunday, the Ridgecrest Public House, which is October 20th, Shoreline, 5 to 9. Do you want to hear about the grub? You can also check out all the grub, nachomamasseattle.com. They got the full menu over here, but here's the specials. October Chos, cheddar cheese sauce, German bratwurst, red cabbage slaw, pickled red onions, and mustard aioli. Oh, man. Cauliflower. Cauliflower. Cauliflower soup with red cabbage slaw and German bratwurst. And then for dessert, German chocolate brownies. Like I said, Chris and Sandra serving it up hot and fresh every week. NachoMamaSeattle.com. Dude, Nacho Mama's food truck. At Nacho Mama's SCA on Twitter, at Nacho Mama's Seattle on Facebook and Instagram, hashtag nachos and beer. Anyway, people, let's get to this week's show. Let's get to the hottest tag team in the Pacific Northwest. They're going to even be traveling down to California. What I was just talking California. 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 But uh, Ricky Gibson, Eddie Pearl, four minutes of heat, man. Hear their story and how this uh, amazing tag team came to be. Dude, we talk tag team wrestling, their influences. Of course, Mullets, Rock and Roll Express, upcoming appearances, their great merch, and uh, also being verified on Pornhub. All podcasts, BigfootProWrestling.com iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and on SoundCloud at the Pro Wrestling Only Network. Subscribe, follow, review on all those platforms, please. I'm sure there's other places you can hear it too. All those podcast things that pull it in. And then, uh, dude, I'll see everyone at Defy this coming Saturday night. The Sunday after that, without a cause. Dude, follow me on Bigfoot Pro Wrestling at BFPW Podcast on Twitter. This is the L Train, and I'm leaving the station.
Hey, yo, this is the L-Train. We're back for another great episode. I've been promising this one for a little while. We're finally getting it done. I have on the line here Ricky Gibson and Eddie Pearl, four minutes of heat. Dudes, how is it going? It is great. How are you? Doing Let's fabulous. Sitting out here in the middle of Clee Ellum, looking out the window at a beautiful hill. Just about to have my uh, father-in-law's 70th birthday. So out here, brought the, brought the machine with me just so I could talk to you guys today. Did you make up a city? Make up a city? No. <laughs> I've never heard of it. It's Cleellum. If you go, go uh, east on I-90, eventually run into Roslyn and Cleellum and stuff out that way. You guys are probably used to going uh, north and uh, south, I think. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we only go north and south. Mostly south. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, man? You guys just out and about getting ready for a, a show, huh? Yeah, we've got a big show today uh, down in Eugene. We're wrestling uh, Jeremy Blanchard and Joey Ryan. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's a big one. Have you ever been in the ring with Joey Ryan before? No. No, I don't believe so. Yeah, Cross paths a few times, but never uh, never against each other. Oh, so you guys getting your hands ready for dick flipping and all that kind of stuff? Uh, we've been doing uh, those those uh, hand grip machines. Oh, there you so go. So we, uh, we can counter the move <laughs> for weeks now. I've, I've been tearing a lot of phone books now. <laughs> Jeremy Blanchard, he's been doing it a long time, man. I'm, I'm assuming you guys have been in the ring with him a few times. I sure have. I've uh, I've seen him once or twice. Oh man! Uh, actually, Jeremy Jeremy Blanchard was my original trainer uh, years ago, so uh, I'm very familiar. Yeah. Uh, well, you know all his weaknesses, then, man. He probably taught you everything he knew. I know all of his weaknesses. <laughs> well, hey, man, let's just, <laughs> let's get into a little backstory on you guys here real quick. I usually try to, like, give you guys a story, whoever I'm talking to. I know there's two of you, so you guys are going to have to take your turns, right? And then, uh, so, you know, you, go ahead. I, I, are you going to tell us our backstory? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you your backstories, and then you guys can explain. Okay, we can <laughs> So, hey, man, uh, you guys grew up uh, around Oregon, Eugene area, Portland area? Uh, I was born in Portland. I uh, grew up in Portland pretty much. I've never lived anywhere but Portland. Yeah, I'm the same. All Portland boys, huh? So you're familiar with the old Portland wrestling, Don Owens scene? Yep, absolutely. I grew up on that stuff, man, so that's really what uh, sucked me into wrestling, watching that, and then, of course, old... WTBS and stuff like that. So, when you guys were kids, man, growing up, were you guys, you know, were you into athletics, football, basketball, baseball, any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, we we both actually have uh, a little bit of an athletic background. Uh, I played a little bit of every sport until uh, about middle school. I started started wrestling uh, and didn't stop until uh, junior high school. But uh, as a junior or actually as a sophomore, I started professional wrestling and, uh, my, <laughs> my, uh, high school wrestling coach didn't necessarily like the, uh, the overlap. So I, uh, I quit the high school wrestling team and just did pro. What were you in there trying to like hit some suplexes and, you know, and throw a close fist or something? Uh, not trying, but doing. So <laughs> there was that. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, very similar. And, uh, what uh, about I you? Most, I mostly just did amateur wrestling though in high school. Uh, similar kind of situation, junior year, um, I was given the ultimatum to stay on the team or to get a job because I was failing. So kind of different, but uh, <laughs> it was either uh, stay on the wrestling team or uh, don't graduate high school. So <laughs> S- similar but different. Right on, right on. So how, how did the wrestling go for you guys? Were you guys, you know, the, the amateur wrestling, were you guys good? Did you get to go to any state I- tournaments, anything like that? Uh, I went to state. I did not place at state, but I did go. Yeah, about the same. Couple couple times. I wrestled in high school. I was absolutely terrible at it. I could beat my friends in practice, but I don't know. There was something about going out to the mat. I just I couldn't perform. Anxiety, I guess. Yeah, story of my life. So uh, you guys were big athletes. You're wrestling, and then and so tell us, growing up, when were your first memories of uh, professional wrestling? Was it something the family was watching, or you are flipping channels one day, a magazine? How'd it go for you guys? Uh, for me, it was flipping channels. Uh, yeah, my family didn't like it, didn't want me watching it, and I was flipping channels and just came across, uh, I think it was Smackdown, somewhere like 99, I think. Um, yeah, and the first uh, image I saw was Kane. <laughs> and uh, it blew my mind. I couldn't, I couldn't fathom what I was watching. So, ever since then. Yeah, for me, I was at, uh, I was, I was probably in kindergarten 
real young at a babysitter's house, and uh, one of the other kids there had turned on. Uh, it was Undertaker versus Mankind, oh. and uh, I was hooked. And it was only on for probably like ten seconds before the channel changed, and that's when it uh, that's when it really stuck for me. Man, and and Eddie, you said your parents didn't want you to watch it. Yeah, they they were kind of strict on TV and stuff like that. It was too violent and all that, but uh, I I would sneak off and watch it. <laughs> Did you guys have friends like houses you could go to watch it with your buddies, or was that just kind of your own thing? No, no. Uh, Eddie Eddie didn't have any friends at all. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I, I grew up with, uh, my best friend and I were both in love with wrestling. So, uh, it was back and forth, whoever's house we were at, uh, his grandparents had, uh, had direct TV, but they had one of those, those black boxes where you could watch absolutely anything. And you know what, uh, what with the access to absolutely any channel, we, we watched wrestling. <laughs> so have you both been friends since you were kids? I've never met this man in my life. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eddie came down to uh, to the wrestling school that uh, I was training at. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. A couple years ago now, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ricky, were your parents into wrestling? Uh, my dad was a huge fan. Uh, my mom absolutely hates it. Uh, and uh, my parents got divorced when I was pretty young. So growing up, it was like when I was at my dad's, I was watching it all the time. When I was at my mom's, it was uh, limiting it, but she knew she couldn't stop me watching it. But uh, she was not a fan at all, and, and to this day, still not a fan. <laughs> Has she ever come and seen you wrestle professionally? Um, no, actually. Uh, I don't think she's ever been to a show. <laughs> uh, she's, she's probably seen things online, just clips uh, of me wrestling, but she, she's never been to a show. <laughs> How about you, Eddie? What about uh, your parents? They you ever come watch you wrestling, or they just hate it? Yeah, no, they they don't watch me at all. They <laughs> they've never come to a show. <laughs> so Ricky says you got yeah. no friends. Your family doesn't come watch you, dude. What's going on? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People don't like me. Fucking <laughs> uh, <hunk of> garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, what were your, some of your guys' uh, favorites like when you started watching? Like you mentioned The Undertaker and Seeing Mankind, one of you guys did. But uh, who were your guys' favorites back then? Um, my favorites, uh, guys like Eddie Guerrero, <coughs> probably my favorite. Uh, Dynamite Kid, uh, Chris Benoit, uh, Dean Malenko, uh, guys like that, like that kind of, uh, that whole group. Um, so, yeah, those were kind of the guys I kind of gravitated towards. Uh, I, I kind of jumped around a lot. I, I was a huge fan of DDP and Undertaker growing up. Uh, later, it was uh, Sting, Ric Flair, uh, Ricky Steamboat, uh, Jake Roberts. Uh, I, uh, quite a bit of different styles in there that have, uh, have made it into my favorites. Now, is that from watching it younger? You guys saw, like, you know, the Nitro stuff? Or, you know, when did you guys kind of, around that time, what were you guys... Yeah. I, I definitely I think both of us definitely grew up on uh, on Raw and Nitro. Uh, I was kind of the rare rare kind of breed that uh, I enjoyed Nitro probably more than I enjoyed Raw growing up because uh, I, I, I like the uh, the athleticism of of the Nitro wrestling versus Is that a word? kind of the stories of, of Raw. <laughs> Making up words, okay? But <laughs> yeah, man, the ni- I was a Nitro guy too because I loved it every week. They were kicking it off with one of those great cruiserweight matches or a good tag team match, you know. You didn't have, like, the 20-minute, you know, not usually. I mean, it did sometimes, not the 20-minute, like, promo and all that kind of stuff to build something up. And I like it. They fired up the crowd, like a Rey Mysterio taking on Eddie Guerrero to start off a show. Malenko, those guys, absolutely phenomenal. Oh, for sure. So was there any uh, tag teams at this time you guys were into or uh, just not maybe tag team guys yet? Uh, you know, I, I really wasn't a huge fan of tag team wrestling until I started wrestling. You know, of course I watched it. You know, I had uh, I had some 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 guys that I liked, but I wasn't a, a huge fan until I started pro wrestling myself. Yeah, I, I didn't have many tag teams that I would, uh, you know. I, yeah, I was more of a singles wrestler. Like, I like to watch that a lot more. So this is a, this is a pleasant surprise to me. 
Mm-hmm. I was just asking that because uh, one of you mentioned uh, British Bulldog, and or not British Bulldog, but Dynamite Kid, and you know him and uh, the Bulldog back right. in the day were amazing tag team, amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But like, for example, like I, I gravitate more to his like singles work in like Japan and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Never. I like tag team, but I never really, you know, it never drew me in like it did. Yeah, that guy, Dynamite Kid, he gave his entire body and brain to wrestling, man. His things he would do, just incredible. Yeah, yeah I, I can't wait until I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you're not taking uh, the bumps maybe he uh, he was taking. I hope not anyway. <laughs> so, uh, any uh, live events? Do you guys get to go to any uh, live events, pay-per-views that came to the Portland area or anywhere around there? Uh, when I was young, uh, wrestling didn't come to Oregon, uh, for a very long time. It was like 10 years or something like that. Uh, so my, uh, my dad took me up to WrestleMania in Seattle when it came, uh, and it was shortly thereafter where, uh, wrestling started coming to Portland uh, a little bit more frequently. So I hit a couple of those shows, um, and then, uh, and then Portland Wrestling came back with uh, Frank Culberson started running shows. And, uh, that's when uh, I was I was probably like 15 years old uh, at that time, maybe 14 or 15. I started going to a couple of those shows. <laughs> Remember when the uh, Portland Wrestling got cut? Did you ever check any of that out? I did. Uh, I was on that a couple times. Right, right. Roddy Piper. Did you ever? Did you get to meet Roddy? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, Roddy, I, I met him at Portland Wrestling Cut a few times when I wrestled there, but uh, he actually came down to the school that I was training at originally to do a commercial, and he kind of did a little impromptu uh, uh, seminar there for just a couple of the students that were there to open the gym for him. Uh, it was really cool. So he was cool, very approachable, nice down-to-earth kind of guy? Oh, absolutely. Awesome, man. One of the best. He left too soon, left too soon, man. Definitely. I'd love to see him on those reunion shows that WWE had been putting on or, you know, make an appearance at AEW or something. Would have been freaking fantastic. (laughs) So when was it, man, you guys decided, all right, I got to be a professional wrestler. How did, why did you decide that? And how did you get started in that direction? Man, that's hard. It's, it's almost something like, uh. I don't know. It just you just had to. I just had to. There's no other options. It was just uh, uh, there was never a, a time where I like uh, was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. It was always like I I have to do this kind of a thing. Uh, so that's just kind of you know how it built it built from there, and uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, for me it was. Uh, since I was old enough to use the internet, I did what every other adolescent boy did on the internet. I searched for a wrestling school. <laughs> uh, and I spent a lot of time, and, and there was there was nothing in Portland when I was growing up. Uh, and it wasn't until Portland Wrestling came back for the second time with Frank Culberson where uh, I, got, I got a connection with the local school that had just started up. Uh, and a guy out in Hillsboro named Tito... Uh, used to wrestle for the WWF years and years ago, was running a boxing and wrestling school, and I was able to go check that out, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. And that, that's, the only, that's the only thing I, I live and breathe anymore. Nice, man. So tell us about the training, man. You show up uh, on day one, each of you, and uh, tell us how it went, man. You walked in. Was it scary? Were you nervous? Were people dicks to you? You know, was there people that took you under their wings? Um, for me, uh, people were very inviting. Uh, it was a, uh, a ser- kind of a serious atmosphere when I first started going uh, to training. And uh, the, the big takeaway was that everything hurt. <laughs> I couldn't like the ropes hurt, the turnbuckles hurt, everything hurt. I couldn't believe it. So I woke up the next day not being able to move my neck, and just thinking of like the list of like superplex germ. I couldn't believe like how anyone uh, could do this. Did you? And uh, luckily enough, I was stupid enough to keep going back. Did you question yourself on uh, waking up on uh, day one after that? Did you go, God, this isn't for me? Or are you just like, oh. I, I, 
Yeah, honestly, I, I didn't say it was for me. Uh, I honestly did. I, I, I kept, I, I was, I couldn't believe, I was wondering how I was going to be able to do it, but, um, luckily you just keep going back and your, your, your body and kind of calcifies to it and you kind of get used to it. Um, but it takes a real dummy to just keep smashing yourself into the mat over and over again until you get to that point. So, <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. For me, uh, I walked in on day one, just absolutely excited. I think I showed up like an hour and a half early, just sitting in my car waiting uh, for the gym to open. And, I went in there and it was it was absolutely surreal. I got to step in the ring for the first time and uh, and then it turns out just like uh, like Eddie says, everything hurt. Good thing is a lot of the like the warm up things I was used to because of high school wrestling. So the rolls, the stretching, the running, I was all good at that. But it was actually a really relaxed atmosphere because there was only two other students at the time, uh, and even those two other students weren't always there. But I trained uh, six days a week, and I would be there for four or five hours. Uh, we had the gym to ourselves; we could do do whatever we wanted and, and use it how we needed. And uh, man, it was! I, I woke up just about every single day with a new bruise or new uh, <laughs> new mark or new pain or something like that. But I couldn't not go back. Uh, it's funny; I told you I grew up with a uh, with a best friend that loved wrestling as well. And several months after I started wrestling, uh, I finally convinced him to come down to try it out because, you know, it was his lifelong dream as well. Uh, and he got in there and he, uh, he hit the mat one time and then decided this wasn't for him. So, like Eddie says, it takes a special kind of stupid to keep going. Oh, yeah, it's like, uh, like those crab fishermen guys. They're kind of sick in the head, man, but they just keep doing it because they love it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I've often compared wrestling to crab fishing. <laughs> there you go. That that might be a shirt. Four minutes of heat. <laughs> Crab Fisher. <laughs> I don't know. That didn't come off well. Sorry. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've spent most of my life trying to get rid of crabs. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, man. So uh, you guys are training. Who is there? Just one trainer? Is there's a couple different folks in there? You know, how'd that go? When I started, there was one trainer. Uh, and he was there for a little bit, and then he left, and uh, that's when Jeremy Blanchard came in and started training me. And he was pretty much the trainer for most of the rest of my time at Tito's. Uh, but since then, I've I've gone to many different schools and, and traveled around and uh, seminars and whatnot with many different people. So it's hard to say that just one person trained me because that's just not true. Uh, but at the time, there was only one head trainer. Uh, even though many different people came through there to like, you know, offer some help at, from time to time. And were the other students? Uh, and then when, when Eddie was coming down, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, were some of the other students that were there helpful? You guys like, you like a team kind of thing, helping each other out? Oh, yeah. When you're, uh, when you're wrestling, pretty much anyone there, like any, uh, anyone that's wrestling with you should be helping you out. Like, you get through it together as a team. You work together. You uh, you know someone's good at something, and they can offer their their assistance or help. Uh, it's pretty much required. That's just it's how we get through it. Any good training stories? Whether it's fun or you you racked your leg on something or you know anything like that. Oh man, anything you can think of about racking a body <laughs> part, I've done. Uh, I mean, there's there's a ton of different stories. Uh, you know, to me, it was it was the hard work we put in for a couple hours. Uh, but then the the fun was we'd uh, we hang out for hours afterwards. We just sit in the ring with our, our wrestling stuff on and just tell stories and uh, listen to stories of of different uh, different guys in the business or uh, different vets that have been around and just kind of shooting the shit like that. That was the fun part. Kind of just making that that brotherhood, uh, that family mentality, kind of with each other, right? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, be... go ahead. Uh, how about you, Eddie? Any uh, any fun training stories? Um, it was never fun. <laughs> <laughs> so why'd you keep going back then? No, stupid. I told you that. <laughs> Oh, 
man. So I'll tell you a fun, a fun training story for Eddie. Oh God. We uh, the school moved to this little junkyard in the worst part of uh, of Woodburn, Oregon. Was it Woodburn? Salem. It was Salem. Sorry. Like the worst part of of shady Salem, and uh, and Eddie shows up and and you know all fourteen layers of clothes because it's the middle of winter. Uh, there's no heater in there right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where this is going either. There's no heater. It was freezing cold. We uh, we all wrestled in like fourteen layers of sweatpants. Uh, <laughs> and if you think the ring hitting the ring is bad at any given time, uh, when it's fourteen degrees outside and snowing in Oregon. That ring is ice solid. Uh, so if you want to talk about like racking your your neck or something, uh, those were the worst times that I could possibly think of. Mm, mm, mm. Man, so you're saying there wasn't many training schools back in the day? There's there's quite a few now, isn't there? Doesn't WCW have a training school? And there's the Grappler and uh, didn't DOA one have a? Uh, uh, yeah, but, uh, DOA does not have a school right now, although. Uh, Dr. Cleaver runs some seminars from time to time. Uh, WCWC has a training academy in Salem, um, and that is pretty much it for Oregon. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oregon Wrestling Club uh, does training uh, once a week. And then there's a, there's a couple different places up in Seattle uh, that I'm not too familiar with, so I won't spend time talking about. But in in Oregon, there's pretty much, uh, pretty much two. Did you ever get to make it up to the Buddy Wayne Training Academy? I have not. Uh, I've, I have spent a lot of time with some of the guys that worked for Buddy or that worked uh, trained at Buddy Wayne's, but I've never made it up there. <laughs> All right. I will at some point, though. So, how long has this journey been now? You said you started. What was it? 2015, 2016? Uh, Eddie started in what? 2016? Yeah, 2016. Uh, I started in 2004. 2004. Yep. Oh wow! So you've been doing it long for time ago. 15 years now. God damn. What do you know now that you didn't know then? Yep. Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Uh, man, what do I know now? Um, you know, I think just over time, what I know now is that wrestling is evolving, and it's always different. Uh, and it's so funny to think back of, of all of these guys that thought that they were something popular or special. And I'm not, not to knock them, but, you know, local, local veterans that uh, never really did anything or went anywhere and to, to think back of their speeches and their, their words of advice that really, now that I think about it, uh, were ill-advised and wrestling's evolving and, and any of the old, uh, like, Oh, back in the day we used to do this. That's just not the same anymore. And, and you got to get out of that mindset for the sport to continue to evolve. Oh, evolve. I mean, you just watch that just a couple years ago how much it's just evolved in the last couple years i mean you know you know the old headlock and you know lay on the ground like it's all kind of high flying now and a lot of good spots you know not you know crazy monkey spot jumping all over the place but man i just it's so much more exciting than it used to be it is but uh but i can tell you a, a headlock on the ground can still be as exciting uh but it it takes something you gotta you gotta realize it you gotta understand it uh, and not everyone does. So, dude, uh, I've kind of skipped over here. I'd like to hear about your guys' uh, first match that you guys has ever had. You guys had your singles matches, your first time you guys ever wrestled by yourself. Oh, man. How were the nerves? Um, How'd it go? It was, what was your first match? Uh, my first match was it was me and uh, I can't remember the guy. Really? Uh, yeah, versus uh, Eric Wright. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, another guy named uh, Juicy. So triple threat. You tag? can you can imagine it was a tag match. My first match was a tag match. Oh, okay. you and some other guy. Yeah, against Derek Wright and Juicy. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was when is uh, you'd expect it was the shits. So you weren't proud of your. You know first what's moment. funny is <laughs> no. To this day, I, I've never liked a match I've ever been in, but. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. I I remember my first match. I was super nervous, but I was also wrestling the guy that I trained with. Um, I mean, we trained together for probably six or seven months by this time. And most people talk about their first matches like absolute garbage. Uh, and my first match, I was actually pretty proud of. Like looking back now, I would say that it was still a decent match. Now, 
I've had garbage matches since then, uh, <laughs> but my first one I was actually pretty proud of. So, hey, when did uh, this f four minutes of heat idea come to play? Where, where did it evolve from? When did you guys come up with this? Yeah, I got a phone call from a DOA promoter at the time. He said, Ricky, I need you to find a tag team partner uh, for this match we have coming up. Uh, do you have any any students down there in Salem that would uh, that would like to tag with you? And I immediately thought of Eddie here because he had long hair. I was like, you uh, you look like you could play drums. Uh, and I grabbed Eddie and I said, hey, I need you to show up on this date at this time, and you're going to be my tag partner. I think it was more than just the long hair, but oh, I mean, it was your wrestling abilities too, yep. I guess. All right. Uh. And since then, it just kind of evolved. Uh, I, I came up with the name just uh, on the fly during an interview, a wrestling interview. Um, and it's, I mean, it's evolved big time since then. Uh, obviously, just looking back at the last year and a half or two years of uh, videos and photos, you can see the difference that uh, time and, and a little bit of thought and process uh, puts in. Not only that, you guys look like you're... Uh... Much better shape than just a couple years ago. You know, you guys look like you're really taking care of yourself. Yeah, it's uh, photos. <laughs> the, the, it's, called, it's called tanning. Yeah, we tan now. <laughs> it's the only difference. That's, that's all you have to do. So you're still eating cheeseburgers and stuff like that? You're not on, you know, high-protein diet? Yep, just tanning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, creatine tanning. Yeah. <laughs> so when the when did the mullets come uh, into play, the ble bleach blonde mullets? Uh, it was actually, uh, my wife was, was convinced that, uh, I would look terrible with a mullet and I said, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, and I started growing a mullet and she's like, you know what? I actually like it. And then I told I told Eddie, if he ever wanted to be on TV, he had to cut his hair into a mullet. And I got the, literally the weirdest text I've ever gotten from anyone ever. Uh, it was like three o'clock in the morning and I get a text from Eddie that says, it's done and that's it and there was no context and then i responded and he didn't respond back uh and it wasn't until the next time i saw him where he explained that oh yeah i got my hair cut into a mullet <laughs> and uh you know it, it's literally the greatest hairstyle of all time 100 percent. there's there's no downside to it you gotta have long hair women love long hair but it doesn't get in your eyes that's annoying <laughs> and you get the attention from everyone as you walk down the street. I bet everyone's staring at that mullet. I probably uh, had one or two back in uh, high school myself. Not, yeah, not yes. not bleached out though. Nah, not, it <laughs> takes a certain special someone. <laughs> gotcha. Oh man, so uh, other than there's four people in the ring and not two, what's the biggest difference psychologically when you're doing a tag match as opposed to just a singles match? You got this one. <laughs> You know, a lot of times wrestling companies just throw two people together to be a tag team. Uh, like, ah, you guys are going to be a tag team tonight. Or, you know, from now on, you're going to be a tag team. And Eddie and I spend uh, too much time together. But we travel together. Uh, we talk all the time. Like, we develop who we are as a team together. Uh, rather than like once a month we see each other and like, hey, I kind of want to do this. So as far as tag team wrestling goes, uh, there's a big difference between a normal tag team and then what you see with uh, with Eddie Pearl and Ricky Gibson in front of you. Uh, we stand apart quite differently. But you talk about like what's the difference in an actual tag match. Uh, first of all, you can use your, your partner's strengths uh, to your advantage they can use your strengths to their advantage uh, so there's always that I mean we you play off of each other you know I'm really good at some things Eddie's really good at other things but you gotta you gotta be concerned about the other two on the other side um, and you're not just worried about like what do you have going on or, or what do you have to worry about your your opponent uh, but there's there's three other people in that match that you have to be concerned with and, and be focused on and uh, there's a lot to it. It's, it's a lot more that goes through your head than just a regular singles match. Yeah. So who were, uh, some of the tag teams that, uh, help influence you guys? 
Uh, I am a huge fan of the Midnight Express. Nice. Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Rock and Roll Express, of course. The Rock and Roll <laughs> Express. It, we're uh, we're going to beat up here as, as soon as <laughs> well, they yeah. sign, sign the dotted line. You guys had a uh, match uh, scheduled with them, and then they, well, they had to go to Japan or something, right? They backed out. Oh, okay. They backed out of the match. They straight backed uh, out. No, we, uh, we're, we're going to make that happen because we, uh, we don't want them... We don't want them one want them ducking us. <laughs> we can get a shot at those NWA World Tag Team belts they got. Yeah, they lost them already. Did they already lose them? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they lost them. They, uh, they were doing that at NWA taping, and they lost them already. But that's fine. We'll uh, we'll we'll take those titles. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh man, no, that would be phenomenal seeing you guys uh, take on those. I can't believe they're still doing it, man. And they're they look good still. Yeah. They sure are. They're not just kind of doing it. They're they're full blown doing it. Oh, I know. I was like, I saw a match of theirs on YouTube or something. It was like, oh my god, they still got it, as the saying I believe. Yep, they still got it. <laughs> so, uh, other than rock and roll, what's uh, some dream tag team opponents for four minutes of heat? Hmm. We get asked that question a lot, uh, and my answer is always uh, anyone. Like, I want to get in the ring with as many different tag teams as possible because I think everyone brings out a different uh, a different thing in you. Uh, it's a different style, kind of kind of test your boundaries and your your capabilities. And I don't know if there's a single team that's like a dream dream opponents. Um, let's see here then. So what's coming up for four minutes of heat? I know you guys got some big matches, like, starting today. Yeah, starting today, uh, I think pretty much all the way through the end of the year, we got some pretty pretty big things. Uh, next Friday, uh, we got Funny Bone and Guillermo mm-hmm. uh, up at Prestige. Uh, the very next day, we've got uh, the Ugly Dojo down in Sacramento. Uh, the following day... Uh, to be announced at uh, Supreme Pro Wrestling in Sacramento. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, we've got a, a weekend up in Canada, a uh, four-team matchup with uh, some of ECCW's finest tag teams. We've got uh, two out of three falls against the Strays at Without a Cause at the end of the month. I will be there. Awesome. Yeah, that's they've been having some great tag team matches uh, up there at Without a Cause. Oh yeah, that's uh, it's. I mean, we we enjoy wrestling everywhere, but right now, without a cause, is uh, one of the most fun tag divisions going on. What was it? A couple shows ago, it was like you and the Hall Sisters and the Strays. And you guys, yeah, that was intense. I can't even remember who you wrestled the last show. There's been so many good matches there; they're all starting to blend into me. <laughs> yeah, we wrestled uh, Young Muscle. That's uh, right. That's Nick right. Wayne and and Jaden. That's right. These then, guys are phenomenal as well. Yeah, man. That man. No, we didn't. Nick is, he's like, what, 14? That guy is phenomenal. Yeah, he's something else. Oh, man, but then that was the same night the big challenge was made. You guys got that big match with the Strays, two out of three. I can't wait to see that one, man. That's going to be fun. How is it wrestling those guys, man? They're, they're like, insane. Uh, Yeah, they don't wear shoes. Which is gross. It's gross, disgusting. Um, Toes. But as uh, far as tag teams in the area, yeah, they're definitely one of the best. (laughs) I mean, they're not us, but. Well, obviously, second best, maybe, you know, because four minutes of heat's on top. Of course, yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, I'm going to start break this down real quick. Uh, you guys got some awesome merch, man, and uh, where can you find that merch? So you can direct message me on any form of social media uh, to order that, or you can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash four minutes of heat and uh, purchase from there as well. Uh, but if you're looking for a pin... Uh, a bandana, uh, 8x10, that's going to be direct message to me. Going to have some of those pins at uh, Without a Cause? We sure are. Excellent. I'm, I like pins. I got a hat I'm trying to fill up with wrestling pins. So I'll be grabbing one of those at the merch oh, nice. gimmick table. Yeah, I just really like your shirt, awesome. your designs. They're colorful. I'm looking at it right now. It's like you guys had a little uh, sale. You could save 10 bucks if you got the two of the shirts. Absolutely. We... Uh, we ordered a ton of those uh, Ricky Gibson and Eddie Pearl shirts. So if you buy uh, one of each or really any combination of, of two Ricky Gibson or Eddie Pearl shirts, you save $10. Awesome. 
Saving so money. So it's uh, normally 20 bucks each. Buy two for 30 Excellent, excellent, excellent. And how can we find you guys on uh, social media? You can find me at uh, Ricky Gibson or The Rock God Ricky Gibson uh, on pretty much anything. Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can find us together at 4 Minutes of Heat on Facebook uh, or Pornhub. We're verified on Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> and then you can find Pearl at uh, Eddie Freak Nasty Pearl on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and then Eddie Pearl on Facebook. Excellent. I thought Ricky was just going to break that all down for you. I thought so, too, and then he gave me the diggy. I get, I, yeah, I, I, I poked him. <laughs> you guys are one of those, with those buddies that can finish each other's sentences and shit, probably. We sure can. Yes, we can. <laughs> well, are, but... All right, guys, any uh, <laughs> final thoughts or any statements you need to make before we uh, cut this cut this off? Hmm. Uh, we're sponsored by Square Circled Athletes. We're uh, we're sponsored by Filthy Shades. Oh yeah, we gotta throw our sponsors. Mo- out Mullet Militia. Level Up Nutrition. Pornhub. Did you mention the Pornhub? We, did we mention Pornhub? We're verified on Pornhub. And I'm on there right now. I can see you guys. Oh wait, that's a little too much. I don't need to see all that. Never mind. Careful. Careful. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> oh man. All right, you guys. Know, it's funny. Keep. People don't believe that we're verified on Pornhub. We have to—I have to pull out my phone and show them that we're verified on Pornhub. But every time I do that, one of the ads pops up, and it gets real uncomfortable. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I hate those ads. You know, you just never mind. Anyway, guys, I'll see you guys at Without a Cause. Good luck with everything you're doing. Hottest tag team in the Northwest scene right now. And uh, man, I wish Ooh. all the best to you guys. And uh, appreciate you so much coming on here, uh, giving me some time as you're traveling down the road. Absolutely. It's been our pleasure. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. We finally got it hooked up. But anyway, guys, have a good rest of your day. Good luck in your big match tonight, and uh, have a good one. This episode recorded at the Bigfoot headquarters. This has been a Swagamore production production.